1: At least that's good. Your local, the everything you need to be unstoppable store. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. All right, we back at it. Homegrown Radio. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head in the building right What's now, up? man. We got a, a, a living legend, man. A, a, a god, yeah. I, I, I use those words very, very uh, seriously as, as right now, man. We got Ninth Wonder in the building with us What's right up, now. Brother? Bro. Appreciate you, you coming on through and, and hanging out with us for the night, bro. Thank you, man. You uh, look very enthused.
2: It. Man, this is a conversation that happened before the
3: show
1: started. Oh, <laughs> it,
2: what I walked in. It, it's gonna be saying, more
1: throughout the night, man. I'm just gonna let you know right cool. now it's happening. I'm with
3: man.
2: It, man. I'm uh, with
1: so, so night. Just, just starting off, man. Obviously, folks know you're a producer, but but you got other hats and other things that you do, man. Going down, list everything that that Ninth Wonder does.
2: We got that kind of time. We got time, bro. Um,
1: we got time. I think people need to know.
2: I mean, well,
1: first and foremost,
2: you know, I have a label called JAMLA, mm-hmm. and that's you know number one out on our list, I believe. I, as a matter of fact, I know what it is, okay, and so I have everybody here We're going to get everybody absolutely, in absolutely absolutely um the second thing is that I'm in academia, mm-hmm. I teach at three universities I teach at uh north carolina central which uh which is my alma mater mm-hmm. um although I didn't graduate We're gonna talk about that too. yeah absolutely and uh Duke University, which is five miles away mm-hmm. um and uh Harvard University is the three that i teach uh I'm on the um hip hop council at the Kennedy center mm-hmm. and uh, the rap committee at the Smithsonian Institute, the blacksmith, the blacksonian, wow. as we call it. Amazing. Um, I got a little league, uh, girls basketball team. My daughter plays on crazy. We nice. Uh, um, come
1: see us, come
2: see us, yeah. please. Man, just a little bit of everything, man. I, I'm, I'm the head of black Jedi Zulu. We used to be a part of Zulu nation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're a standalone Zulu uh, chapter now. And, um, we do great things for the community and for the arts. And, you know, man, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do, man.
1: man a, a, lot of, a lot of hats that you wear, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a, a lot of hats you bet that you, you wear, outside. man. <laughs> like, what else, right? Fuck? You know what, man?
2: You know what's crazy about that, man? I love arm
0: babies, 30, man. Thirty thousand daycare centers opening yeah, nationwide we, next week. We, you know what? We, <laughs>
2: you we're South, that. Man, I love babies. I love arm babies, man. You know, a baby's age three months to ten months, mm-hmm. right before you start walking. So I always told myself, I said, to run me a daycare, man." When this One all of those over things. with, yeah, man. Cause I just grew up babysitting and stuff like that, man. That's but, that's but
1: what, what did this is. knack for for taking on a lot of roles come from, like? I don't think it's taking on um,
2: a lot of roles at all. I think it's one role, mm-hmm. and it's culture. Mm-hmm. Everything I'm involved in is um, in culture mm-hmm. or whatever. like Whether it be from the academic side, or I do a lot of stuff with Nike EYBL basketball. Mm-hmm. Shouts to my man Carlton DuBose and Eric Lombach at Nike and Jason Maiden, um, you know, superheroic. You know, but I do a lot of stuff with like basketball and talking to youth, and you know what I mean. Because every time, every semester I teach at Duke, I have the Duke starting five in my classroom mm, anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just trying to meld it all together, man. You know, just culture, just just culture across the board. So it's not like it's a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. It's just one job for me. Right. It's culture. Is what it is.
1: But but not too many people. I mean, when you just list those things, not too many people can't handle those roles. You know what I'm saying? Nah. And 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 for sure, you you do it in a way where. Everything seemed together. Like you said, it's one role that you have, but, again, you, you multitask to the point where it doesn't seem as if it's so many things that's going on one time.
2: Nah, man, I'm leaving, I'm leaving my class at Central, going to Duke, going to Harvard, talking to Nike kids, talking to my uh, girls' basketball team, Smithsonian, all talking about hip hop. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing across the board. I make the music, yeah. I talk about the music no matter where I am. So it's not like I'm leaving here and going I'm plumbing and then I'm an electrician. Right, and right, and right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all it's all hip hop, right. You know, so it's it's easy for me, you know. Jamla records, man. Talk about it, it, man.
1: We we got the whole squad. It seems like in the hey, building. Yeah, you man. came
0: in here like we was about to go start a fight.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we fight so- Y'all about to fight at the source <laughs> <the> so- awards. <laughs> like
0: about to go pick a fight at the source <laughs> <the> so- awards. <laughs> Y'all came in here real deep, real thick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: That'd- man. Just the, you know, just the legacy of understanding the history of conglomerates or crews, whether it be TDE, which our it's just our family mm-hmm. most dope. And shouts, you know, to the most dope family and the late Mac Miller, which is my brother. Mm-hmm. Um all the way back going towards whether it be juice crew or NWA. Like I, I studied the history of crews mm-hmm. or conglomerates. Yeah. You know, and this is mine. And and that's what it is. So I'm gonna start I don't know where everybody at. You know what I mean? Um I mean start start I'ma from start over here. Um start from the east wing. The east <laughs> wing.
1: <laughs> Make it a little easier for everybody.
2: Got my uh wanna, you know the the producer team for the for jam is called the soul council okay and so one of my soul council brothers producer a crisis over here Shouts out. um uh another brother soul council brother of mine this is e jones right here Shouts out. um the youngest the baby of jambler okay. which when he raps he sound like he's 30 years old man is reuben vincent right here Shouts out. Um, the new assignee of Jamla from from Oakland, California, who just put out a joint called Champion. Mm. Uh, this is Ian Kelly behind it's me right Ian, here. Ian, what up, what up? Um, the songbird of Jamla right behind me uh, from Wilson, North Carolina uh, is Miss Heather Victoria. Mm. Uh, right? Um, the brother beside her, also from Oakland, California, um, and played basketball for the University of North Carolina Tar Heels. I can see that. Uh, 2005 National Championship wow. team. But wrap his face off, man. Mm. It's GQ. Okay. Shouts out GQ. You know what I'm saying? And he ain't in JAMLA, but, you know, we're going to talk about him. <laughs> in right. a minute.
0: Uh, he just... No, no, no. So you hold the pistol. This is, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's funny that you say that, DJ Head. It's funny head. that you say that. <laughs> this, this is... is um, shoot a motherfucker on the way up. This, <laughs> is,
3: uh, <laughs> Look,
2: this is... This is my... um. One of my come to be one of my good friends and and Black Jedi brother and Black Jedi Zulu. We do a lot of community work together. And he doesn't know yet, but I'm gonna say it now: the new vice president of Black, oh. Black Jedi Zulu. MJ. okay.
0: So you you just found <laughs> that out with what
2: up? You just find that out. Absolute man. Checking the mail. So we're gonna talk about it in the studio right. tonight, but anyway, hey, it's gonna oh, happen. Yeah. Right, right. So um yeah, man, but you know, and you know, last but not least, one of my our good friends who is also a family member of ours who comes from R and B royalty, Ms. Wyoming Vaughn.
1: Man, shouts out, man. So, yeah, shouts we'll out. You
2: just put out an incredible book and you need to get that. So
1: now now with with well let's let's talk about the uh, the album that j- well the project that just came out album um welcome to well, welcome to Jamla 2 right yeah Jamla okay.
2: Jamma 2 Jamla's a squad Jamla's a squad
1: two. and
0: Rhapsody's at the studio shout out way, to Rhapsody working
1: her ass off yes. okay shout out
0: to Rhapsody Um
1: yes. now now for you guys I, I know you did one back in 20 uh, 2014 yep. right so for this one what was what was the mindset going into this go round and, and and putting it together and was there any any mindsets any uh expectations this go round to obviously put out there to you know just uh, to
2: show growth, mm-hmm. you know, Jamblers a Squad 2 is basically just a celebration of, of our friends mm-hmm. and, you know, who we call family and music. Yeah. We don't work with anybody who we don't feel like we can go out to eat with. Mm. You know, we're just not getting a whole bunch of people on the record just because. and Whether it be Cole, whether it be Busta Rhymes, Amber from Moonchild, Mm -hmm. who else on there, Conway, Mm -hmm. you know, Big Crit, David Banner. Like, all of those are our people. Like, we've had meaningful conversations with those guys and and women. But, you know, the most important thing is, again, it's a study of history. I've always been a fan of, like, compilation albums, whether it be P-Rock, Soul Survival, or... or, um, um, sound bombing one and two, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what. So, you know, just trying to do that and keep that going and just to show diversity of what we can do. Stand within the realm of what we do. Right, we don't right. try to leave, you know, we have a big circle of things we can do, but we don't try to leave that circle. Mm-hmm. And we don't try to leave our lane, but our lane is wide, so, yeah.
1: Well, what I find interesting about that is that you you don't, again, and it's, it's kind of just shown the brilliance of, of What's in your mind as well is not getting distracted. I mean, you got so many personalities, so many dope artists that's out there, but yet putting putting it together and make it seamless. Like, how do you not get distracted and, and, and not say, okay, well, yeah, we got to work on this project, and you know, putting that putting the project together itself without veering off and saying, okay, well, we can hold off and not do it because we have this we're working on. I mean. We get distracted sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what ha- happens. What
2: helps us is we live in North Carolina, which means, you know, it's not as busy. It's, it's a busy place, but mm-hmm. it's not as busy as in New York and, and, and Los Angeles. And it's funny because Luck and I... Bad looking, I talk Shout about it all the luck. time. Yeah, yeah. You know, every time he would visit us, he was like, Man, I can just come out here and work, mm. you know, and just do our thing. We're not distracted because we're not trying to compete mm. with what's going on or what's around us. It's mm. just us. But it, it, even in the studio, while we're working on Gems as a Squad, we're working on Rap's new album. Yeah. We're trying to finish Hella's project. Yeah. A lot of us stuff is live. Yeah. We're trying to get uh, Ian join out. Ruben is working. Q is working. I'm working on my B tape. It's a lot. Yeah. Flying around at one time. How do you, you know prioritize
1: what, I mean? what needs to come out at what point? Like, if you're right. working on all these things at one time, do you then say, okay, well, look, we we got majority of this out of the way. Let's knock this out. Is that how it works? Yeah, I mean, f-
2: for the most part, you know, we hadn't had uh, Jam as a squad compilation out in four years. So yeah. that was, it was, it was about time for us right, to do that. Because right. we were trying to re-up to kind of let everybody know what was happening after the Grammy run yeah. for rap going to the Grammys That's and right. doing all of that stuff. So now you know, following up with her being on black girls rock and mm-hmm. all of the great stuff she's been doing. Now it was really time to showcase why things are kind of pointed towards our way yeah. to like, okay, here's our compilation to introduce everybody else yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And then we followed it right back up with champion, yeah. like right behind it. You know what I mean? And, and, and come January, we got to like between January and April, we probably got like four projects to release. Mm. And when so, I was
0: listening to it, when I was listening to the project, I felt like it was definitely true. To, to ninth wonder, you know what I'm saying, but I feel like I don't know. Let me ask you this: Do you feel like the South get credit, the credit that they deserve, that y'all deserve for like be for the hip hop that y'all can are capable of?
2: I think so. Yeah, I, I, matter of fact, I know so. You South know got I mean? the longest running uh, in the yeah, game, like right now. But
0: I'm not, I'm not talking about like the you know the tradition. You know, I'm you know, I'm talking about some like some hip hop straight up bars, lyricism. Exercise, schemes, like, I don't know, I don't know, from my personal experience, I haven't always seen that the South get credit for that type of shit. I mean that's kind of a deeper
2: conversation. That's a social conversation because you got to think how people view the South. People sometimes believe South was being slow and dumb. Right. You know what I mean? So with that, we're not capable of putting together music like right. that. Right. Although history tells us we had outcasts. Yeah, exactly. First. And exactly. for people that always say, well, you know, you, you know, you make boom bap beats. I thought you was from the North. And I'm like, but James Brown's from Georgia. Then he started off. <laughs> so I, I I get confused. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what are, what we are we talking me? about? You know what yeah. I mean? And so that's, that's what it is for me. Like, you know, ghetto boys from the south, like Scarface from the south. Like if you type, take your top twenty rappers, we got a nice little. It's, it's a lot mouth. of people from the south, right?
0: There. I'm not a lot chunk of that. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's a lot of people from the south in there. You know what I mean? Which one of those cats from the south is widely considered to a generation being the goat, Lil Wayne? You know Man. what I mean? So we start doing that. Hey, it's like what we are talking about? It's what we talking right, about? Right. Do you
0: ever get offended by that? No. No, uh-uh. Cause Turn I noticed, your beat machine on, nigga. That's Because I, <laughs> I noticed, like, and you're right, and I, this is what I do want to give you credit for. Like you said, a lot of y'all, a lot of your stuff is live, and yeah. I know I noticed that too. Like, even with you know, you have Pharrell and Timberland, and like that should be live instrument instrumentation. You know what I'm saying? And I think like. That's stereotypically not what you what, what people pay attention to coming from that area. And that you know,
2: this was crazy about, you know, people like to try to take Timberland and, and Pharrell out of being the South. But last time I checked, you had to cross the top of Maryland to be a free slave, bro. <laughs> Mason Dixon started Ooh, the top yeah. of Maryland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so Maryland on down is considered the South. Mm. You know, that's, all of those were Confederate states. Right. So, therefore, you can't exclude Timberland and Pharrell. And Teddy Riley, mm, you yeah. can't
1: exclude those people. Yeah, so that's what it is. Now, now we—I got a question too about this too. We, we talked to uh, our good friend Terrence Martin, um, and it was based off of a question I've seen with Pharrell. Pharrell yep. says he sees music as colors. Yep. So, and Terrence said the same thing. I said too. Yeah. You I see, didn't know what okay. Terrence was talking about. <laughs> we were trying to explain <laughs> like so. So for you, what what color? If you can just kind of run off some colors as far as music for you, what do you see like? When you hear like a kick drum or whatever like what what is that how does it work my thing
2: is you know if you look at the history of music like especially the history of rap music man you know the science behind like artwork mm-hmm. feels how the album sounds so therefore the fuji's score it sounds brown and orange to me mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like a blue or a hot red gotcha, you know what which, i mean yeah. it, it's a it's a brown you know what i mean um so I so we black the black album by Jay-Z, wow. that was gray and black yeah, all day yeah, long. Yeah. It was dark, it was this, it was that. Aquemini sounds colorful, wow. many colors. Wow. So look at the cover yeah. of it. So that
0: that's you know want, that's what we that's what we're talking about. Where can I get some of these contact lenses? <laughs> <laughs> where are you buying this? I don't that... know what the fuck y'all be talking okay, about.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so blue, blue, gray, and black. Those words sound I mean those colors are cold. Mm-hmm. You see what you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Black is cold, gray, blue, those are cold colors. Mm-hmm. Brown is warm. Orange is a warm. You see what I mean? Got you, got you. So
1: that's what it, you, you feel what I'm saying. Now? Nah, I feel
2: that. So that's what that is see. That's how we see. So, but I feel that's like that's sometimes it
1: could be up for interpretation as well. Like, it could be. when you say brown, I, 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 I hear warm, but I can see where it can be cold as well. It could be. But, 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 but you're right. Gray, black, very yeah, cold for sure. For like, sure. You know,
2: but orange and the browns is like you know if you go back all the way like Marvin Gaye when he was in the studio. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, like look at the color of the inside of their studios. Mm -hmm. They made sure that they felt had that some type of energy to it. They not a whole bunch of blacks,
0: and it was like browns and oranges, and you know what I mean. So, old Cameron album would be pink. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm just, I'm just shooting here. I'm I'm trying to throw spaghetti (laughs) on the wall. See what we doing here. I mean you can hear the difference
2: between if you take the first 3 Kanye albums, mm-hmm. college dropout, late registration and graduation. That I can relate to, okay. Those 3 looking at the cover and listening to the music, it matches all the way through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Graduation was more colorful the way it right, sounded. Right, you right, know what I right. mean? Yeah. Um college dropout, same the same thing, it was brown and you know whatever and then Late registration sounded like he was in a different place, and and even he was the bear walking through that like cold, dark school. It felt like that when you uh-huh. played it. Right, right. So yeah,
0: what's your favorite Kanye album? Graduation.
2: Graduation. Yeah. Why is that? I just felt like whatever he was trying to accomplish on, I want not say trying to accomplish, whatever he was shooting for on college dropout and late registration. He took both of those, what he learned and put them together on graduation that it were more focused, big sounding records appealing to everybody. That's, that's what it was for me. You know what I mean? Like he didn't miss on that record. Yeah. He didn't miss on it. You know, the one that everybody's like, ah, was a drunken hot white girl. That joint, Mm -hmm. the, the, the one. But I mean, if you look at it from that standpoint, that record was the, Halftime the Nas is ilmatic. Mm-hmm. Halftime was a record that you li- just listened to to get to. Not to say it wasn't good, but you just listened to to get to the rest of the album. That's how that was. Mm-hmm. So he didn't. He didn't miss.
0: And something always, I always wanted to ask you is where you get. Where do you draw your inspiration from musically? Because like you like, I know musicians, and they you're their favorite producer. Right. You're a musician's favorite producer. So like, where are you drawing your shit from?
2: Just you know, I'm look again going back to the North Carolina piece. I'm lucky enough to be away from all of, you know. I can still keep hip hop a fantasy. If I lived in New York all the time, I would see DJ Premier all the time, mm. and it would wear down to me. And I'm like, oh, they go preem. You know what I mean? Although he's the great person that he is and what he's accomplished. I can still stay far away from it enough so when I see a Busta Rhymes, I'm like, man, ELE and anarchy and da 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 da. So I can stay away from it. So that's what keeps me inspired. I'm I still fantasize about the culture. Gotcha. I still fantasize about hip hop enough. To stay inspired. I don't get tired of
1: it. Yeah. Now, now we were talking about a second ago, you said uh, the Black Album. Obviously, we're, we're just celebrating 20 years of, of that. 15, right. 15. 15 I'm years. sorry. 15 mm-hmm. years of that.
2: But 20 years today is Busta Rhymes
1: ELE. Congratulations on that. That's amazing. That's amazing. My dude. So, talk about that. Because I saw a quick a thread that you, I think it was on Instagram or or, or Twitter, mm-hmm. right? That you were talking about that experience, man. Can you just break that down for our listeners? Whew. We got that kind of time? We got time, man. Uh,
2: man, you know, just, I mean. You can give us the footnotes if you want to. Yeah, real quick, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I was, you know, I that was the summer of '03. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going to make any album. Mm-hmm. I think at the time I was selling beats for like $200, $300. Mm-hmm. I just sold um, a beat to Master Ace called Good Old Love for $2,000. That was like jumping from $300, yeah, mailing yeah. people money orders. It's 2003. Yeah. To Master Ace's good old love. So still I didn't think I would be Black Album or anything of that magnitude. Cause you gotta understand, like people was like putting we were, oh, you gonna work with most in common and just right. those quote unquote usual suspects or whatever. Cause they thought my the sound of my music went with what they said. Right, yeah. Nobody would put me with <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Especially the method I made beats with was fruity Loops. Right. That was... Nobody would put me there. You yeah. know, not even me. So you know, I knew somebody who I met earlier that year. We became cool and said, if I ever hear somebody that need beats, I'll let you know. This guy ended up becoming the head videographer for Fade to Black. Wow. Damn. You know what I mean? Yeah. And which goes, always goes to show you, man, be always mindful who you talking to. You work. never know who right. knows who. Right. I learned that from Harry Belafonte, man. Watch the toes you step on because you never know the leg is attached to. Mm. So I always Facts. make sure I... I don't be, like, trying to nobody. So he he ended up meeting Young Guru. Crazy. Because he's doing all the video for Fade to Black. Young Guru bought my name up, called me. Well, he told him to call me. Uh-huh. Got me on the phone. Guru said, can you come up here? I went up to New York. I played 29 beats for Jay. And he asked to hear the CD on the way home. He came back Monday. That was a Saturday. He came back Monday. We listened to some more beats. He reached up on the CD, he reached up on a speaker and said, I got this joint called Threat. he go, R. Kelly, a woman's threat. Can you do something with it? I'll be back in twenty five minutes. I hope you got something.
0: I'll be back in twenty five minutes. He
2: said I'm going somewhere, I'll be back. Start okay. if you got something. Right, right. This,
1: right. Like this is the opportunity for you. This is it. Yeah. Make it a right. break.
2: So you know I made the beat and and that was it. He came back and he got in the booth. He said, "I said, what you think?" He said, "I think it's dope." We put it up on the board. Guru turned it up. He got in the studio. He got in the booth.
1: He said, knife one on the track," and that was it. Now, in that moment, when he says you got 25 minutes, hey, is it? Hold up. Did you just hear what he just said? I did. Hold on. Hold on. Is it? Is it pressure? Don't just blow past. No, listen. That. Listen. Is it? Is it? We it gonna come back to that. Is it pressure or is it? Is it like, oh no, I'ma kill this? When he says 25 minutes, at that point for you, knowing that this is your shot. I hope you got something. 25 minutes, are you like, yeah, I got this. Or, ah, let me see what I got. You know, and for all my athletes
2: in the room, especially my man Q, he understands. You know, athletes speak on the idea of muscle memory, mm-hmm. right? Doing the same thing all the time, all the time. Cause at the, so at the time, my I was doing this with beats. Mm-hmm. No matter if I was sitting in front of Jay-Z or my mama, mm-hmm. I'm going to make beat, 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 beat. So... That's what it was. I just went to that space. I was like, man, I'm just make a beat. Right. Not, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. And 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 not to be there and say, I'm gonna do something outside of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a. I'm here for a reason. He liked what I had. Right. So I'm not gonna make anything different. So I did what I did. And and that's that's that.
1: I think it's so important. You said said it that way because oftentimes, whether it be artists or just anybody in general that get these opportunities, they feel like oh, I'm in that moment, let me, and it's nothing wrong with thinking outside the box, but you got to stay true to what you've been doing to get in the room. Right. And the fact that you said muscle memory, like, let me just keep going, do what I do. Right. And it, it, it worked out in your favor, obviously. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it was a pressure
2: situation. Of course. I mean, but at the time, you know, Jay-Z became just a homie I'm just sitting in the studio making beats for. Yeah. And that's, that's what it became. After I got over the fact that, okay, he got these shoes with a star on the side, they look like Nikes, but they ain't. I don't know what they are like, and this this he had on Bapes before <laughs> Bapes was wow. even here. Wow. You know what I mean? And I was like, hey, "Yo, what's them?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, but it was, you know, getting out of that, seeing seeing stuff for the first time. This is like not all the time Instagram in your face all the way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You seeing these people for the first time. Mm-hmm. You seeing Just Blaze sitting right here, and you seeing Freeway walk in and Memphis Bleak and Cedric Entertainers down the hall, and yeah. it was a lot yeah. at the same time. But you know. You just got to do what you got to do, man. Absolutely. Now going into
0: going into this this collaboration with Jay, mm. were you also under the assumption that this was his last album?
2: Yeah, we all were. Mm. We thought this is it. It was the movie. Yeah, it was everything. He kept asking me, "You ready to be a part of history?" <laughs> it's like, God. damn. Yeah,
0: you look, man. <laughs> yeah. Listen. So how many times did you throw up? Like, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm dead ass serious, like, it, it, yo, man. It, you that know, I don't feel like that's not. That, that's why I want you to like. I, I know this is you used you, this your life. This ain't my life. I do radio. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, Hov ain't tell me I got 25 minutes to do shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, you didn't really. You in the moment, you wasn't like processing that. Like, not because I because I didn't expect it. to happen so
2: fast. Right. I didn't. Jay Z was not on my timeline. Right. That the time I I thought I had for Fact, myself. Yeah. yeah. Now, if I was in a room with most deaf and quiet black star, yeah. I might not have made it. Because I'm mm. thinking that's on my time. Ah, okay. Jay wasn't on my, so I'm like, you know, I was tripping. Yeah. But more people around me that I was calling was really, really tripping. Really, I was
1: like, nigga, what you going to do?
2: They was like, man,
1: you know you're in the room. <laughs> right, and I right. knew,
2: and of course, we know who Jay-Z was. Yeah, yeah. But again, it wasn't on my trajectory. So I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to just do what I got to do. Mm. You know what I mean? But it didn't hit me. Till every time I left the studio, it hit me Mm -hmm. where I was Mm -hmm. and what I was doing. When the Black Album came out, it hit me. Mm -hmm. When I started to meet people on the street, it hit me to say, yo, man, yo, you're, you're, you got a track behind Timberlands and before Mm Eminem's. It's that, that stuff. So then when he started to do interviews, he would make sure he put my name last. Wow. You know, you know. I always try to reach out to new talent. You know, new producers, uh, the Buchanan's, Aqua, and this kid named Knife wanted. He gonna be serious. Mm. Like he kept saying it in every interview that wow. he did.
1: Wow. That's
0: when it really became real. Yeah. Right. So it's and it had to hit you when, when the publishing hit. Yeah. Well that. Yeah. When <laughs> yeah. the check hit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah me, talk but that talk. <laughs> you know. But I mean, that was again. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing, man. You know what I mean? I didn't know
0: what was coming from me. Let me me ask you you this. Moving from moving from that, because I mean your history is deep. But moving from that, where do you go? Like after after Jay-Z. Well, I'm glad you said that. After Jay-Z goes goes on, okay, okay. After Jay-Z goes on his This is my last album, and he says your name in every interview. Like, what do you you can't go to And see that
2: was the thing about it, man. You know, I say it all the time. Like, a lot of people I went to high school with college with, when I go to homecoming, you know, from the South, so we do a lot of homecomings. Right, right, right. You know, when I do this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, last year when I did Kendrick Lamar's record and, you know, just did Anderson Paco, You know, they say, people will say to me, you know, I want you to get the big head. I'm thinking, fuck, you late? Right, right. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was the moment. <laughs> the moment, the big head right, was right. 15 years yeah. ago. Hell yeah. yeah. Right, that's Hell the big yeah. head moment. So I'm like, I don't understand what that means about me doing that. I mean, it's Jay Z was my Jay Z would on on a producer's timeline. Jay Z would be the person you build up
0: to. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! That
2: was my first major label placement, and then when I'm, I'm gonna go somewhere, I went from Jay to the biggest selling pop group, girl group in the world at the time, Destiny's Child. Wow! Right after it. Wow. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I went yeah. from there to there, but I, I still didn't get lost in it because in between Jay Z and Destiny Child, I did Merce and
0: Gene Gray. Mm. So. That balance. Now right, let me ask you this. For sure, for sure. Obviously, you're not selling the $500 beats no more. Obviously, Obviously not. Okay. But how do you kind of, I don't want to, I, I don't want how to know how do you kind of like weed out the bullshit? In between those two things, because you you go Jay Merce, Destiny's Child, Gene Gray. Like, how do you kind of weed out like the homies who kind of playing with rap on the weekend? Because I know they still looking at you like you the homie, but now it's business attached to Ninth Wonder.
2: You right? I don't I don't have to weed it out. Jay Z weeded it out for me. That's it. They don't even do, do they even come at that point? It's like they they come, but they like Look they know it. it's a preference to come with it. All I know I can't I, afford I, you I, now. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, you
1: ain't. Nah, that's nah, that's crazy. You can't. Nah,
2: it's crazy. So you just you look them
0: dead in the face and just say no. Nah,
2: I don't. I don't have they to don't say have anything. To, nah, they don't have it's to like because point. where we from, man. It's like
0: it's so funny, man.
2: Because on our on our gems of squad too, we got a few new artists. Of course, Ian is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, my man Swank and and uh, Draft, and they're the youngest of the bunch. And I tell them, I say, man, people gonna treat you different just because you on this project, mm-hmm. yeah. and they couldn't see it Until it came out, and then they would go around people, and people like, Oh, you know, oh, I can't believe you in here chilling with us. Like, people act funny, you know what I mean? Even when you try your best not to change, you know what I mean? Like, or, nah, it's all good. People
0: look at you different. Exactly. So it's like, All right, then. The perception's gonna be there anyway. Perception's gonna be
2: there anyway, no matter what you try to do, man. No matter what you say. no matter whatever his perceptions are gonna be there. If somebody looks at you in a certain way, no matter how nice you try to be to them, they're gonna think something else.
1: Random. Which one? Of, which one? Of, which one of y'all said "intoxicated"? I, I like that by the way. It was there. You go. I like. I like that. Just random as fuck. But I just remember when he said the name. Um, <laughs>
0: Chuck, so, is, Chuck is now
1: two years sober, by the way. Yeah. So I just, <laughs> just brought me back. Out. Brought me back a little bit. Now, okay, the soul council, man. uh yeah. Let's definitely talk about that because again. Um, as far as the production, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they they know the name Ninth Wonder. Yeah. But they may not be too familiar with Soul Council, but the Soul Council is obviously a, a, strongly attached to the brand as well. Right. So kind of talk about that, how how you, you know, want people to know more about that and how they a, a big uh, influence and help with the music as well.
2: I wanted, again, me being a hip hop historian, man, I wanted to, you know, do the same thing. That organized noise, Beats by the Pound, mm-hmm. The Bomb Squad, all of these great producers and conglomerates forge the sound of their label. For sure. To having a home-based sound that you know what you're getting when you get us. Mm-hmm. We can grow, you know. So it's myself, uh, Crisis, E. Jones, Amp, Eric G., who, with Eric G., he's the only white boy in the bunch. Mm-hmm. He's from Seattle. But he he's done two amazing records over the past couple of months. He did 2009, which is the last track on Mac Miller's album, wow. and he did the amazing Mr. Fuck Up for T.I. He wow. just dropped the video mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. So you know, E.G. is doing great. Cash, who was also serves as my label president as well, and last but not least, Knotts, mm-hmm. who from Virginia, Virginia, yep, who has done, who is a part of this Buster E.L.E. celebration. Mm-hmm. He did Barry Bonds for uh, for Kanye. He he did Girl You Know for Scarface. His list of production credits. That's that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to Nas. Listen. So I mean, that's our team, man.
0: That's our team. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever go in a studio and like hear some shit that one of the producers are working on and then wanna do something to it? Or do you just kinda let hands off and let them do their
2: We do a lot in post production. Like I, I trust my team to do what they do but they do it to me too you know what i mean they'll come by and say man why don't you do this or or say something or whatever but i still trust of my team to do exactly what they do you know what i mean for the most part yeah and we do a lot together in post-production say ah that works no that don't work let's do this let's switch the drums here or whatever but i don't do the one thing i don't do is put my name on their production okay bet if you go by, if you go and look at our, our track list, people always ask, "Give me the track list," because right. they assume I did everything anyway. Right right, 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 right. Yeah, we put up the track list. It's like, oh, knife didn't do everything on this. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't put my
0: name on none of my producer stuff. I want to know this from you, from in your own words. What's the difference between a producer and a beat maker? Beat Beatmaker just send the beat off and
2: hope you get a song back. One of the things, one of the things that, and and take nothing away for beat makers who do that. You feed your family that way. Mm -hmm. We ain't talking about that. We talk, if you feed your family, you feed your, of course you got to get it. But the question was, can you produce a record? Mm -hmm. Can you get in the studio and quarterback a record from start to finish? That's Mm -hmm. the difference between. And when, when Jay cut his first and second verse, when Jay cut his first verse, the first thing he looked at me was like, all right, man, I'll be back. Um, Produce the record when I'm gone. And I'm like, all right, so all the drops, you hear hearing the tat tat right. and threat and all of that, that's me doing that. I'm going through the, re- now, oh. now I'm actually sitting at the screen and I'm actually looking at Jay-Z's words and cutting and doing that, me and Young Guru, like, you Damn. know what I mean? Because I didn't, at that time, I didn't know Pro Tools that well. Mm-hmm. So so I was like, all right, put a tat tat here, or drop it out right here, and, and Guru would do it for me. Which, through that whole process, he became one of my best friends, and now he's the director of operations for Jamla. anyway. Amazing. so that's um, you know that's the biggest difference getting i and I talk to a lot of producers all the time about there's one thing to sell beats online. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Mm. You're making your money, you're feeding your family. That's what it is. I don't care what kind of technology we get. you cannot beat human contact. Mm. You can't. Being in the studio with the one of the greatest you get so many jewels that helps you out Through the rest of your career the right. stuff I learned from Jay the stuff. I learned from Destiny's child the stuff I learned from ludicrous mm. The stuff I learned from David Banner just being in the studio with these people man Saturday That's that's game. when the whole you can't beat that man, right. and that's part of the producer experience a lot of beat makers are missing out on not, and it, and they may may not even be their fault right, they right. probably want to be in the studio with cats all the time mm-hmm. but if you have the chance to be in the studio with some of these rappers man that's that changes the dynamic of
1: everything now you, you just recently put out a a, a beat kid right? Yeah, the sound sound kid. Yeah, last night. Why, why was that something for you for you for you to actually do? Because I, I I man. saw you tweet about it, and then the next nah. day it was up. The next thing you know, was up. <laughs> no, why, why was it important for you to do that? It's Christmas, fam.
0: <laughs> I love it. I
1: on, love man. it. I, I love fight. it,
0: bro. What you mean? Right. Oh, it's Christmas. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nah. So you know, somebody, my man Jose came to me, man, um, and was like, yo, like you ought to do that. Like, put it on your site. All right. yeah, that what, was that morning.
1: Why wasn't it something mm. that you had visited previously? I've done it before,
2: but oh. I've always done it through the hands of somebody else. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So for me doing it for for me and coming straight to me, mm-hmm. that's something else. Right. But F- we're gonna F-L's do the Studio
0: Knife wonder kit and from a long time ago. Long time. Yeah. And that
2: that was the that was the wow. fake jump.
0: Wow. Oh really? Crazy. From
2: a long like long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's fake.
0: Damn. It was fake. Yeah, fake. Damn. So, wait, okay. It's a a cold world. Somebody hit me for $75 for that. Did it with another one. Did it with another
2: nigga. It was hot right (laughs) now. It was another one. Back in 2012, 2013, uh, around that time, uh, that I did with a company called The Drum Broker, you know, we did that, and then, you know, that was the end of that, and then I decided to revisit it again. And so I did it and put it on my site, and... Merry Christmas, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Marks out. Now, now, a little earlier you mentioned that you 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 don't put your name on anything that's not yours. No. Obviously that comes from Soul Council, right? Yeah. Anybody I don't. Do now what, what if the opportunity out there to, you know, maybe put more money in the pocket of somebody that's that's helping out in the camp, right? So somebody approaches you for a beat. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody from the camp, so mm-hmm. council does it. Mm-hmm. But you charge that ninth run rate, and then you split it amongst the team.
2: That don't help them. Okay. They're going to blow through that money. Mm. we going to blow through that money. Got you. Got yeah, you. Not them. They're going to blow through that money. Even
1: with direction from ninth, wanted to say, hey, yeah,
2: look. Nah, man. Okay. Come on. Grown men going to do what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> then, got right? got you, got you. But, I mean, that don't. That doesn't help them because the only thing that helps you the most is your name. hmm You know what I mean? If I can't, I need just I need people to see your credits in there so you can go out and get your own job. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like prime example, when when um we were doing the the business for the amazing Mr. Fuck Up and cute and and tip, mm-hmm. tip called me. Tip called me it was like, um, yo man, like so yo, so I did a joint to one of your joints, and what I was like, that wasn't my joint. You know what I mean? He was like, I said, you remember the white kid that was in the studio mm-hmm. who was playing the beat? Like, oh, yeah, that was his joint. Like, yeah. Yeah. He said, so you don't want knife one on there. i like, no. You don't want night one on no at all. No. Because I know I need Eric G to have that. Right. So that can be on his resume mm-hmm. so he can go out and say, I did this, 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 and this. Right. You'll never be able to leave my, you'll never be able to be in a city by yourself getting in the studio with anybody else if you if they still looking for me, mm. you know what I mean. So now with the Mac Miller joint, and now with the amazing Mr. Fuck Up, and now since the Grammy Nom he had last year for Sassy, can hit that he can take those things right there, yeah. and say, "Nah, I demand this." Mm. Like, and that's that. That's the only way your brand is gonna grow. You know what I'm saying?
0: For for me, I think. Damn. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Huh? Sure. Now I was gonna say you brought you. Um, obviously Mac Miller is close friend. Yeah, a c- close compadre of yours. Do you feel like the the popularity of drug use is is like consuming hip hop? Consuming America, bro. Like it's just. I'm saying musically. I'm saying. Music- the, I understand what you're saying. It's at the forefront
2: of of music. Period. Yeah, I, but I but I, I just think that you know we just get the bad rap for it. You know what I mean? As far as. Drugs in America, or whatever it is, drugs is, is a hip-hop problem. Now, this is an American, like, this is a problem real estate brokers have. You know what I mean? Right, this right. is across the board. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just the fact that those type of jobs don't make headlines. Mm-hmm. What makes headlines and what is clickbait is when a rapper does it or whatever or rapper dies or whatever then everybody's like oh we need to stop." nah man like this is this is across the board so i don't like when it's always pent on rappers mm-hmm. although we as the rap community need to handle our part yeah which is two totally different things we need to handle our part but at the same time we shouldn't take the rap for it though
0: i asked um i got a chance to talk to beans beanie siegel mm-hmm. and i asked him because this is a conversation I always had with, the, with my OG homies and shit in L.A. Mm. And I told him, I was like, y'all were the sellers. Because like, they, 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 he Beans, said, Beans and a couple other people I heard say this, like, now we in the era of the user. And as opposed to being a seller back in the day, right? So when I was growing up, I was watching Jay and Beans and all these people talk about being the seller. The seller right. Now everybody's the user and that's the popular thing to do. But I was telling, I, as Beans, I was like, if y'all are the seller, who do you think y'all were selling to? Right. So don't you got to kind of wear some of that responsibility? Yeah, that's true.
2: That's very true. You know what I mean? But, you know, like Nino Brown said in New Jack City, ain't no poppy fields in Harlem. Yeah.
3: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up. Straight up. Straight he up. said it. Yeah. And
2: it, it, it's the same thing that most said, though. Mo said it on, um, on hip-hop on his album, Black on Both Sides. Hip-hop went from selling crack to smoking it. Like he said it. And he he said at the time, I don't think we was in ready for that to come down. But you know, that's where we at.
1: Now look yeah. again, you got you got a lot of talent on the label, obviously. Mm-hmm. And and I know we, we I've said it throughout the night, we got time. Okay. So I want you to run down each of these cats, man, and and let me know from you personally what was that moment where you were like, okay, yeah, they they family. I want to bring them to the label. I want to I want to make this official. Whether it was something that you came across, what what made it stand out for you to say, yeah, we're gonna make this happen. Because I'm sure you run into thousands of talent. You,
2: you know what? Yeah. And it's never, it's never a, I meet knife. I gave my CD. Mm-hmm. He listened to it. He called me back. Mm-hmm. It never works that of way. Ever, mm-hmm. ever, 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 ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's always everybody behind me. If you ask them, we all met different ways. Word. So if I start with crisis, mm-hmm. I met crisis. He was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought the boy needed riddling at the time, <laughs> and he was sitting on. He was. He came to my college dorm room. He was sitting up on the like he wasn't sitting in the chair. He was sitting up on, on the, the back chair. of the chair, and I was like, man, if you don't get this little boy out of here, man. Right, right. But he had an incredible talent. You know what I mean? And 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 he, for the most part. Cracked the code. Crisis cracks, cracks the code of any machine we bring in that place. Mm. And he cracked the code of Fruity Loops in 2000. Wow. And was like, yo, he was using it. And like, you need to start using it. And I'm like, I'm going to start messing with it. And, you know, that's what it was. Great. So that's where, you know, that's how I met Crisis. Right. That was, and he was at, I was at North Carolina Central. He was in high school at Durham Hillside. Wow. So that's when I met Crisis. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, Jones. <laughs> I, ju- I judged I the beat battle at North Carolina Central. The Jones lost. <laughs> oh,
1: so
0: you took. He took that L. So you felt bad. So y- he's like, oh, oh, you pity them. And all right, next. How bad was the L, though? Nah, it
1: went bad, okay, man. but It was went, like, he, he nah, was. Man. It, it. keep
0: it a buck, though. Nah, no, no, no. Keep nah, I'm it a, serious. Hold on, hold on. I'm serious. <laughs> keep it a buck. It wasn't was was his shit trash. No. Okay. No, he All came right. in second. He came in second. Okay. Right. Right. He came in. and like, He All came in
3: right. fifth. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like,
2: he, he made it to the final <laughs> round. We talk about that. In second. And it was, I think, if I, Grammy <laughs> Jones, wasn't wasn't the decided like crowd like yelling or whatever. So it was like you know, a couple decibels off. He the one.
0: You know what I mean? Well, no, you can look at it like this. It's kind of like this. How it looked like. Like uh, certain certain fast food, you know what I'm saying? You go through it's the best of the bullshit. <coughs> Come on, nah, man. it wasn't that. It, it wasn't it. That. okay. Okay. Nah, bet. it wasn't that, man. So he trying to start some shit now. And at the time, well, he going on. Hold on, hold
3: on.
2: So you, man, I, you know, I went. I had at a studio that was on campus at North Carolina Central, which is crazy. That's where we recorded, like me and Wiley recorded back to the feature and stuff like that. And Jones came by one day, man, and we started talking and. I wasn't even thinking about jamming at the time. We just started doing music, and that was it. Wow. That was Jones. Um, Ruben, which I was in Berlin, Germany. And we had a couple of days off. We was on tour, a couple of days off. And I always get links sent to me on on, um, Twitter all the time. And one day I was just sitting in the room. I was dog-tired, man, just going through uh, Twitter. And somebody hit me one of the, one of the names I recognize a lot like as a supporter of mine hit me and said, "Yo, check this kid out. Mm-hmm. I think he's dope." I don't know the kid and he said, "I don't know the kid.
1: I don't have a dog in this fight." Wow. Dude, I just told somebody the other day yeah, well, yeah. that it's important for the fans to to vouch for your music. Not I mean it's it's okay for the right. A&R or the producer or your homie. That's cool, but if you got a fan that's going out for going out of their way. Like he said, he had nothing attached to it. And and now look at that.
2: And that's what it was. Wow. Most people were like, check my man's out. Exactly. And they say that because they want to be put on too. in a way. Of course, of course. This dude was like, I don't even know this right, kid. Right. Check mm-hmm. him out. And yeah. how old was he at the time? 13. Wow. He was 13. Wow. He was 13. That's how so I listened Jesus. to him. And I was like, he had said something, and then he, he said a rhyme, he said something about Rock him in it. And I was mm. like, wait you know, a minute. That's he Planet, Sir. Man, that's so he came his mom brought up brought brought me, brought him up to the studio and <laughs> mom brought him up there and he's of Liberian descent mm-hmm. so he brought, mom's brought him up there man and you know not knowing a lot about the business I told I said you know I'm not going to promise you anything mm-hmm. about your son but you know he's going to learn a lot and that's what it was and at the time you know his voice hadn't changed yet. And so I was waiting for that to happen. Right. But he, right, the first weekend he came up he like recorded like 13 songs in the weekend. And I don't think I ain't feed him nothing with what was, with Caprice, what you, what you, Nestle,
0: Nestle Quick? Pop Tarts and Caprice. That's all <laughs> he wanted. So,
2: you know, he had and stuff too, yeah. so it was it
0: was crazy, but. but uh, <laughs> You ain't gonna get your publishing, but uh, you can get some nice Caprice. running a sweatshop <laughs> right. down here in, in North Carolina. <laughs> it was crazy, man. i mean, like, what you wanna
2: do? Man, I like Nestle Quick. All right, all right I cool. I like, we're gonna I write 3,000 like songs Tark.
0: by next right. week. Yeah, like, and, and then he like, started pressing up their merch. <laughs> 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 Damn, nice. So we was, uh, oh, we, we had Pop Tarts in there. And he had pizza. Oh,
2: and I man, man I I didn't know it was a slumber party or what. was going uh-huh. on. like man, It's whatever. He was he wasn't sleeping. Right, you know what I mean? Right. So you know, four years later, amazing, he's about to man. graduate from high school, amazing. January 30th. And I think that's important, too, the he's fact that you're still in school, university. And we're working on the third list. Hopefully, you're going to get accepted to this closer to us. Absolutely, so, man. That's amazing. That's a good, so that's great story. There you man. go. Um, Mr. faded. Mr. 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 Ian Kelly. Um, his his um, his first rap name was Kells, and we was like,
0: we no, can't do that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not gonna no. run with that. No. We can't do that. Yeah. We, can't be right. a tricky. <laughs> yeah. we can't do that. We can't do that, man. Saying? We ain't gonna be able to do it. Not in this climate. Right. You know what's right. coming? You don't want that kind of heat. I said, no, no. You can do shows in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm if it just
2: wasn't working, man. It just wasn't working. Not, you know what I mean? It just wasn't working. It just wasn't working. <laughs> just leave it out there. I said we gotta change the name. Right. But uh um, <laughs> But past all that, man, it's just you know. He came over, he, you know, him and Q had been friends. Um he came over one summer to hang out and he did music and got in we started doing music or whatever. And he just kept coming back. And that's what it was, you know what I mean? It didn't promise him anything either. Right. He just kept coming back, kept coming back. And the one thing I liked about Ian was his work ethic. Striving to get better. I didn't have to be there saying, do this, do this, do this. I can leave him in the studio, be gone, doing. I got to do comeback, man. I got songs, I got songs, mm-hmm. until we started to listen to me and Cash started listening to songs. Like, well, he got something. We need to do something with it, and so that's we just brought him on the team, and that was that was it. Oh, um, Heather, Heather, um, cold voice. By the Heather way. went to NC State, on North Carolina State University, and heard about my class at North Carolina Central. Wow! And so she transferred schools, to schools, to North Carolina Central. And at the time, I was Daddy. teaching the hip-hop class, and they had about 110 kids in it something. And it was in an auditorium. And so one day after class, she walked up to me and said, hey, you know, um, you knife one. I was like, yeah. So we started having, We had a conversation. And she said, um, I want to play some music for you. And I was like, all right, we about to go to the studio now. So when I used to go to the studio, like, I have students with me. We all walk to the studio wow. together. So we go in the studio because the studio at Central at that time was the hangout. It was right. like... The people spot. did their homework. Right, we right. ate. We talked or whatever. Like you know what I mean. And so she came in one day and she played some music for me and Jones because Jones was a regular at this particular time. Mm-hmm. So she played music for us and He was like, "Wow, this is this is dope." You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know. And so,
1: at she that came time, up. at that time, how many other people played music for you that possibly was a student or that that? Not a lot. Okay,
2: not a lot. Got you. Definitely not a lot of singers. Got you. Got you. Got you. Okay, and so after that, you know, we brought on the team, and you know, we did some R&B projects. But then, you know, recently we found out that her granddad, uh, Mr. Thomas Gavin, is the father of Fayetteville State University's band. He played in a. Um, he was the. He started the Black Naval Band in nineteen forties. Wow. And his homeboy was a jazz musician by the name of Lou Donaldson. <laughs> So, we found that out, and we started playing all our stuff live, and that's how you got Japan. Wow. Bam.
1: Wow, and crazy. I mean, suck. bugged and the, out. And the fact that you don't even start with that—that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Because that means, uh, some people would use that as an entry point. Like, hey, you know, uh, you know, and just use that as, yeah, a, as a way it's to get no, in.
2: Yeah, we no idea, man. Wow. And you know, we found out about it. It's like, man, just, you just feel more comfortable in this space. Yeah. than you do like Which in a regular r space.
1: Earlier, saying like, you just never know who you're gonna run into or who you're never. gonna talk to. You got to treat people the right way. Never. So That's dope. Never at all. Q, um, small forward. Point guard. Point Actually, guard? He's guard. Oh God. Damn. He's guard. Right. Um,
2: you know, by design. It's <laughs> smart forward to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure by design, we're supposed to be sworn enemies. Mm. Um, I'm a teacher, Duke. I'm a Duke uh, fan. And so you know how uh, that goes. Gotcha, gotcha. um, yeah, that shit real down yes Yeah, it's real. It's, but shit. me and Q, we never, you know, whatever. Like, we never not we heat. talk about ball. We talk about basketball, it, it is what it is. But Q's story is interesting because. And correct me if I'm wrong, Q, Q was 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 recruited by Roy Williams, mm-hmm. who was at Kansas at the time. Roy Williams got the job at Carolina, and Q went him to Carolina. So by design, Q was supposed to be a Jayhawk. Wow. Right? Um, but the way I met Q was um, a newspaper writer hit me up from the area and said, man, do you know Quentin? Isaiah Thomas about? I said, Thomas, the basketball player? He's like, yeah. He said, he rhymes. And, you know, I was always leery of – Basketball players who rap right. rap. I'm still leery of them. You know, we have we have better ones now. <laughs> right, with right, Little right. Barbara right, right. Bagley, and you yeah. know what I mean? There's some cats that can go. Mm-hmm. Shaq. They... Yeah.
0: Shaq, Shaq. Shaq, but it still that he still got the biggest record. Right, he got the he you, f- don't, you, yeah. you can't stop the rain. Right. What's up, Doc? No, yeah. no. We, we, no, we, we ram- adopted Shaq. Shaq is, the West, is West Coast. Yeah, whatever it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you can take that. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so,
2: you know yeah, He called, right Outstanding, <laughs> yeah. he, I, Man, Shaq got some records Right. I got
3: records,
2: though and man, I think that's what Murr said Murr's hot because was Shaq got a platinum plaque and he don't yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the joint, too? Yeah, that was one of the Shaq who?
0: No, we did We Yeah, man, man. Shaq yeah, got about five, six right, We right. talked. to we Shaq, talk, Shaq, you watching, boy right. Let me tell you Let nobody
2: tell you You got some records We
0: talked to Murr, he said he was hot That Shaq got a platinum plaque and he don't He's a little bitter about that Very hot Anyway, go ahead. It's my brother. And no,
2: man, no, man, listen. So so I was talking. So he he called me. Uh-huh. And at the time, it's a crazy story, man. At the time we talked, he said, Man, I'm coming home. I said, Where are you? He said, I'm in Los Angeles. I gotta try out with the Lakers. Right? Oh shit. Um, he said, I'm trying out with the Lakers, man, but I'm coming home. And you know, I want to sit down and have a meeting with y'all. I said, all right, cool. You know what I mean? And so then he called me back shortly afterwards. I don't know if it was a couple of days or whatever. He said, well, I'm coming home earlier than expected because I blew my knee out. Damn. So he, I was like, all right. So he came home, and him and another homie, uh, Mike Copeland, that also played at Carolina, was from my hometown at Winston-Salem, came with him. And they came to the studio, and the first thing he played for me was a record he, he freestyled over to get money by Junior Mafia, mm-hmm. and he played it for me. And I just looked at him like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. And so... Q was like probably the first rapper that I had under me that I got a check for. Um, well, he earned a check, mm-hmm. but, you know, the, I actually can say here. Right. He did uh, a record with uh, David Banner on, for 2009 NBA Live. So if you go back and look for it, it's it's up. Damn. So he, he did that record, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's what it was, so. That's how
1: I met everybody. That's crazy. I mean, and I, I love that everybody's story is unique to it's itself, different. and that you yeah, remember it's like that's that's, it's that's different.
0: That's, that's real quick. I know we, we we're going to finish up in a second, but I want to talk about Rhapsody. Okay. Um, Layla's Wisdom. Yep. By far, one of my favorite albums okay. that came out yep. the year in the year. I, and now, this is coming from somewhere. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you the truth. I think I, I don't. Did you get my apology? I sent an apology via bad luck. He probably fucked that up. He's like, actually, I did not. Okay, so you don't remember. Okay. I, I hit I hit luck and I issued a public I got on this radio station. Okay. And I issued a public apology because I slept. Okay. On that album. Okay, everybody did. Yeah. That shit <laughs> was fucking amazing. Yeah. I listened to the whole album. I'm a skimmer. I'm a DJ. So I'm listening. I, I'm skimming. I'm listening. What? I, I told him nothing. Yeah, come on. God damn it! I knew. So you 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 fucked it up. First of all, that's my bad. Trust a nigga named Bad Luck. (laughs) 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 You know what I'm saying? I apologize for that. But I do want to. I do want to say this face to your face though. I slept on that on that project. Right. Like when I first, because I I was like I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. And I'm a DJ, so I'm skimming for shit I could play. Right. I'm never listening to a project just for enjoyment. On some leisure shit, right, I, it's course. very rare that I listen to leisure music. You right. know what I'm saying? Because I'm consuming so much, as is, is part of the job. I feel it. So when I finally got to listen to that project as a cohesive body of work, mm-hmm. I hit everybody I know that that even appreciates music. You gotta hit. You gotta hear this shit. And me and Charlemagne was going back and forth, like, like, yo, have you heard Rhapsody shit? He was like. Bro, this shit is, the, and so we got into this dialogue about how good the album was. Not even, I didn't even know that he was gonna talk to, uh, talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, it was that good, and mm-hmm. I was just like, and then I came up here and I issued an apology, like, I slept on this shit. Y'all mm-hmm. need to... y'all really need to get a bar this. Don't, don't go to this song with this. Don't, you to start it and, and let it, it go, Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to say that to you though. Thank but, you, brother. Thank but, you. But not only that, the Grammy nod and all that, mm-hmm. like. That's huge for me. Well deserved. Too. Personally, well deserved because it's like, I always felt like, like rap, rap so you can rap. Everybody know that. Like, right? mm-hmm. you rap circles around a lot of motherfuckers I know. Yeah, that. 95%. <laughs> <laughs> did, yeah. But, um, but like, for her to finally get that, 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 I don't wanna say recognition, but that, yeah, uh, yeah, I get it. that respect, like, you know what I'm saying, was big to me. As, but coming from you, what, what, like, how did that feel? Because we, we haven't talked since I then. I mean,
2: it, it's just, you know, it just it just really certified what we already knew anyway. You know what I mean? That your time is coming mm-hmm. regardless of what, and you got to think. Layla's wisdom is her eighth project. Fact.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, so
2: right. you know it, it, is, it is what it is. But the biggest test for me is when we went around and played it for everybody.
1: It's the reactions.
2: The reactions of of people who. Again, it ain't got a dog in the fight. Mm-hmm. I think the first person we played it for, even the first bits and pieces of rough songs we played it for, was Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny, funny about that is that was the same night I gave him beats that ended up being Duckworth. Crazy. It happened all in. The, that was listen. Yeah. That was a crazy day in 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 LA that 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 day anyway because at one o'clock we was with Snoop in his at his studio in his compound. Six o'clock we was with Dre. Eleven, we was at Ken, with Kendrick, and I and I looked. At, I was like, you know, ain't too many
0: East Coast cats can come over here and do that right, right. in one day. Not yeah. even close. Not Right, in one 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 month. Right, <laughs> exactly. So that we still it. we still don't know what Dre is. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, Dre, I heard the, Dre up in the studio with snipers. That I, that, we that, man, we, that, that, that you a know, fact.
2: T- <laughs> I, I, I always judge like you know where I. Where I can go and who I meet, man, is where I am on the on the scale of things, right? And so that's what it was. So we played Kendrick the first, like, pieces of the album. And he told us then, hey, you this one's going to do it. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, for real? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, nah, this is going to do it. And so we played it for him. And then the next person we played for from top to bottom, when it was more refined and more polished, was Busta Rhymes. Mm-hmm. And he was like, bruh. Yeah, he was like, man, this is a shit. You crazy. On some shit. Yeah, you sent on some shit. Mm-hmm. And so every every person we played it for, man, had the same reaction. Nobody we ever played for that was a that was a participant in this culture. Not a blogger not a podcast person. Right, right. right. A participant in this culture, yeah. you know, said, Look, listen. And, and not only that we started getting like not we take it back no she started getting things from like people we didn't even think that was even listening to mm. whatever first person was Charlemagne wow mm-hmm. the second person was Joe button wow by design people look at them as the ones that hate everything of course right and now both of them came together on it and was like when Joe button had the show he mm. was like, Ladies and gentlemen, have you heard the Rhapsody out? Wow, right. <laughs> like, and that and that was just so huge us, so, you know,
1: that's what it is. But this next one, bruh, fucking only imagine. Ooh, only boy. imagine. That's, she in she in there working right now, you say. Yeah, you know,
2: I we were after the success of, of Layla's Wisdom from a critical standpoint, we really had to think like, man, what are we gonna do next? And
0: we found it. We found what we gonna do next.
1: Because the eyes are there. They're, you know what I'm saying. The eyes are there, which is even better. It's obliterates. Yeah. Layla.
0: Did you feel? Did I? Mean, I, mean, I know you can't speak. Or you probably can't speak on her behalf. I'd rather hear her words. But did was there vindication? Like getting that? Okay. I figured I figured that.
2: Yeah, because you know she was, she was in a, the category with, J. Kendrick, Migos, Tyler. Yeah she's the fifth woman in history
0: to ever be nominated for a Grammy
2: for best rap album.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. It just felt like the energy around it, it felt like a vindication. It felt like finally, like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like in just from a spectator and a fan, it, it felt like, crossing the finish line of a marathon like it's like you said it's been it's been album upon album upon album and then finally getting that look or getting that respect i, I call it respect getting that respect from the peers it was like one of them type of dishes
2: yeah it's it was was one of those type of deals man you know i was i've had, i've i was i have been lucky to have a lot of great hip-hop conversations in my life with a lot of legends um the biggest one I've had to me that affected my career the most is the one I had with Pete rock in 2002. Right. But the one I just had a couple of nights ago, like rivals that one. And it's the one I had with queen Latifah. And listen, yo man, like listen, I've always heard that she was one of the best people to know personally just from a, being a good person in the game and doing so much and being so diverse in everything that she does. But the the thing about Latifah that, that hits home is she's like a big sister, homegirl type of feeling, type of person. And so when I talked to her on the phone, we talked about rap and, you know, to, Rap's biggest thing is she she loves it. Everybody loves the music. But it means a lot to her when Latifah and Light and Lauren mm-hmm. and these people, even when Cardi B shouted that out, yeah, out that yep, time, yep. it's like, you know, she believes 100% in sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't like when... Women are pit against each other. Right. She rather get with all the women and go directly at the men. Right. You right. know what yeah. I mean? We put up a list on Twitter last year and said, "This is all the people that rap has rap with," and y'all still want to call her a female MC from from Big Crit <laughs> to Kendrick three times, wow. to Absol to Nipsey Hussle mm-hmm. to Black Thought yeah. twice. You know what I mean? Right. So that's that's what it is. So you know. To hear Queen and say she was a fan and that she supported her and and stuff like that, that was huge. Yeah, that was
1: huge. So look, I got I got two more questions. I know we we got to wrap things up, but um, shout out to my man. He, he runs the camera, but he he runs this thing called On This Date in Hip Hop, right? And one thing that that popped up and surfaced was all across the internet is the fact that uh, Little Brother hopped on stage. Yep. for the first time. Uh huh. Wow. What what? And it just happened randomly, right? What happened? It was random as hell. What um, was, it was um random. Literally it was so like random.
2: yo It was um it was random. It was um Shout to my nigga Poop. It was uh, <laughs> Shout out to Big Pooh. Um it was um it was during Art of Cool Festival in Durham, North Carolina Jazz Festival, but I also do hip hop as well. And um I was in Durham, it in Durham, North Carolina, and I was in Durham, and then Fonte called me and he said What's up? What you doing? And it, it is so funny. I just saw him the night before because I DJed with Spinderella mm.
1: the night before. I out I
2: saw him outside. We was standing outside a food truck selling fish plates. And we was talking. And so, you know, we out there and, you know, just like I see him all the time. We talk, whatever. Well, me and Fante get on the phone. We sit on the phone three hours. Mm. I look at the phone. It's three hours done past. So, next day come around. He hit me. I was like, what's up, man? He was like, man, what you doing? I said, I'm in Durham. I'm, I'm, I'm at this event. What's up? It's five in the afternoon. He said, "Man." Um, so check it. Uh, Royce Five Nine missed his flight. He's supposed to perform. It's supposed to be Royce, not Erykah Badu, Nas. I think that was the order. Or, or Royce, Nas, Erykah Badu. Right. was supposed to perform that night. They were the headliners that night. And he was like, Royce missed his flight. So our homie Salaman, who does the festival, needed a replacement. And he was like, he called Fonte to do it. Well, the little brother DJ, uh, tour DJ is DJ Flash. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I part of DJ Flash. And he said, "Man, I call Flash, I can't get a hold of Flash. What you doing? Can you DJ the show for me?" I said, "Well, yeah, you know, what they talking about bread? What, what's right, up right, with right, the right. bread?" You know. <laughs> and he was what's like so he was like, "We going to figure that out. You know, he going to hit me up." He said, but "What do you think? What do you think of us calling Pooh? Mm. And I said, and I said to him on the phone, I said, you opened up a can of worms, wow. homie. You know what I mean? He's like, man, it's just, he say we in Durham. It is what it is. Our first picture we took as a group, professional photos, was in Durham Bulls in front of the brand new Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Damn. Which, that's where the concert was going on that it's night. It's like, come on, man. Right. It that was, ain't all, God, it was all like, like hey, You some know what I mean? So the we time. called. We that's called you You see, he called Poole on three-way. He called him. And... He said, if Poo's not, Pooh lives in Charlotte, which is two hours away from, two and a half hours away from Raleigh Durham. He said, Pooh ain't in town, because Pooh spends a lot of time in Los Angeles. Yes, mm-hmm. he does. If Pooh's not in town, there's no <laughs> go. To be, yeah. Pooh answers the phone. <laughs> so where you at? I'm in Charlotte. It's Why crazy. I'm
0: actually right down the street. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he said, I'm in Charlotte. He said, well man, you know, Salehman wants to do this show. We're gonna do it. Can you be up here by 7:30? 745. Mm-hmm. We said, all right. So he went home. He um got, you know, changed clothes or whatever. And he, it was a, it was a, a frenzy wow. that night. I can imagine. And then so we all, you know, I had none of the TV tracks. So I had, we finally got to touching Flash. I left there. Go meet Flash in the Target parking lot. Our cars is parked parallel to each other we got laptops on top of the cars, <laughs> this car looks like a drug deal yeah. bro. We <laughs> at the top. and i'm getting files from him i got fonte on the speaker phone and he like all right so what we gonna do and so i'm naming songs he like i don't know if i know that song what about that uh so we we going we're coming up with a set list wow that fast wow so then we turn around go back uh who get there, I show Pooh the set list, Pooh like, nah, we can't do that song, cause I don't know, we get to that song, he's like, ah, let me say the words, y'all yeah, know that yeah, one, yeah. you know what I mean? So this is all happening in, in rapid time. And so Fonte get there, and we do the show. And it's not, it's like we never left stage. That's it happened amazing. just like that, so that's what it is, so, you know. And it was a one shot deal, yeah. man. We had we had a good time, but I, but that was good for everybody to of see. Of course, of course, because no, nobody thought that we were cool. Right. Nobody right. thought that we were. Spe- I mean, everybody thought we were speaking, or two of us speaking, one of us wasn't. Right. Whatever it was, you know, that was just good for
1: everybody to see, and it felt good. It was great for hip hop, for, sure, for sure. Damn. That's
0: right. crazy as fuck.
1: La- last question I do have: uh, what, What's your definition of a classic? Right, it, it gets thrown around in hip hop a lot. Oh, this album's a classic. Something drops, it's oh, this is a classic. Like, well, give it time to breathe. You know what I'm saying, bro? For, I got for, into an argument with these stupid ass
0: people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no. I, listen, bro, I'm. I'm I keep, got into an argument with these stupid, with ass, stupid ass. Who's the stupid one for arguing? with nah, No, no, he was watching me. I was arguing with these. <laughs> stupid just, ones for arguing. Damn came out. The album Damn came out. Yep. And it it dropped Friday. Uh huh. And Uh-oh. not even ten hours later. It's a classic. I'm not saying it I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> no, that's what people were saying. Yeah. These people but were saying it was, it was like, like, bro, like you ain't even got to you Dug- ain't yes, even got dude. to track ten yet. You haven't yeah. heard Duckworth yet. Like, what yeah. are you it, it so anyway, I'm sorry not good. No, I, digress. digress. That, that shit pissed, pissed me off. Is it, there a time limit yeah, for, I for ran a classic? The album a whole cycle
1: yet and it's a classic. Yeah, man. But anyway, go. But, ahead. but so, do you feel like there's a timeline for a classic? classic? Like does it have to have a, a certain run, run, run of years or what is it based off of for for you?
2: I mean, for me, we we first got to understand for this generation of kids who listen to music, man. They digest music different than oh, we really? do. You know what I mean? And and that's what it is. They don't have the they haven't had time to be around to say "Illmatic" is a class a twenty four year classic. Mm. Twenty what twenty five? They are twenty four. Twenty four years. <laughs> right. They are twenty four. Yeah. They don't have they don't have that opportunity. You know what I mean to say. So they're trying to make the new ones. They're trying to come up with the new classics or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and and I get that. But I do agree. You can't if an album comes out at twelve o'clock at twelve ten. You can't say it's a classic. Okay. Thank you. I do say that. I do I do agree with that. But you gotta understand the kids, you know, the kids they listen to music, they're excited, their favorite person is out. You know, is it's classic material to them. Yeah. Um for but for me, you know, is albums stand the test of time, you know, social impact. And I'm not talking social impact on some conscious or whatever. Mm-hmm. What did it have on the society it's dealing with? Mm-hmm. The people that's in the area. You know what I mean? I did not grow up in Memphis. I cannot say well, let me take. I didn't grow up in Memphis, but objectively I have to rely on the people in Memphis to tell me that one of them Project Pat albums is a classic. Right. I can't say what I ain't. I don't know nothing about it. Right, right. The scholar in me can't say that. I have to understand that I wasn't there when it came out. I don't know what it did for me when I was maybe riding to school or whatever it is. So I can't argue with somebody from Memphis who grew up in that culture that say that that project Pat album ain't no classic. So is it? it and it don't mean as much as the them that the Illmatic meant to me.
0: I can't say that. Gotcha. you. So is, is, it, is it? Is it? It's not completely like based on region.
2: Nah, it's, region is one of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Standing the test of time, production, lyrics, the album cover means a lot. Mm. You know what I mean? If the you artwork. Can look, the artwork, right? Damn. If you can look at the artwork, like Get Rich or Die Trying, Illmatic, right? Uh, all of them out well, Equimini, Yeah. Oh the blueprint. Like you can look at the artwork. Those three first those Kanye's albums, the three, you know, whatever. Right, right. Those first three. Like those joint, the best educational Lauren Hill. Like those joints yeah. look it's just classic material. Yeah, right? You know what I mean? Right. Um, even the new ones, um, Two Pimple Butterfly, twenty fourteen, like those are those are images that's gonna be stuck in hip hop forever. Right, you know what right. I mean? So you know, that's what it is. Like all of those combined makes up an album
1: that's deemed a classic to me. So, in your words, do you think a classic can be deemed within a year?
2: I think it can be deemed in in a, in a matter of months. Okay. I don't I we didn't need that long to figure out the the Midnight Marauders. <laughs> True. Hello. True. We didn't need that long right, to figure right, right. We didn't need that long to figure out the the Chronic. Yeah. Was a is gonna be around forever. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Just the way it came on. This is what the niggas ever damn Day one. Mm. Ching ching. Welcome to Death Row. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like,
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: but it's a movie. Like, right, you, right, right. like you, you know what? Albums don't even start that way anymore. Oh. The, the, the record just come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, and 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 Dre was ma- is a master of that. Like. Making sure the intro was so incredible. Um, um, games, the first game yeah, album. Documentary. The documentary. Oh, my yeah. God,
1: yeah.
2: A lot of people, like, they're talking, and I play the game. And then the director yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Like, you know what I mean? The beginning of Midnight Marauders. Mm-hmm. Hello, this is your Midnight Marauder mm-hmm. program. It's like you're getting ready to... You have no choice but to listen to the whole thing because it's the way the album starts. Right. So that's... um. That's you know, that's is that's is what it is, man. But you have to know hip hop and know the history of the music to even to be able to compare albums like that. When people say this is the greatest rapper of all time. Nigga right. you ain't heard every rapper. Right, right. <laughs> how how you know? How you know you just start listening to rap two years ago? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you have to go back and, you know, and of course, you can't expect the 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds, they're going to be energetic and say, this is the best of all time, right, blah, right. Blah, 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 blah. I I thought at age 13 when any heartbreak came out the new that New Edition it. is the greatest R&B group of all time. And right. it, would, it would look at my uncles and aunts stupid if they thought any mm-hmm. other way. Yep. <laughs> new Edition is the great right. until I started listening to Earth, Wind & Five. Woo! and i said i later on i went back i take it all oh, back man, i didn't it. know what i was saying
0: <laughs> but i mean this is you know it's his youth man you know let me ask you this last thing um are there any classic trap songs what yeah which ones move that dope by future mm, move that dope. so <laughs> So, okay, so let me show you this. This, durr, this, this, durr, I'm, this. Uh, uh, Slum Anthem by K-Camp. Mm. This is why I'm asking. Y'all will we get slayed? Man. What? This is why I'm asking. <laughs> I got into a, I'm not going to put him on blast, but I got into an argument with a musician. And they were saying that.
3: What was it? Nah, nah. No, no. No, no? No, no. Okay, accountable.
0: Trust Damn me, that. Trust me. They won't do it. Okay. I'm be right. mad as you argue um, with him, too. But basically, he was saying that the music has to be live instrumentation to stand the test of time. That's not it, true. It can't be electronic. That's not true. Okay, bet. I That's I not know.
1: true. Okay. Was that person from the West Coast? <laughs> I think I know it. has to be
2: like, live instrumentation. I know exactly, what you're talking about.
1: That sounds like somebody we know.
0: What, I'm just to uh, go ahead and process just tell me it has what to be you, live instrumentation. Not electronic produced sounds. It has to be a live something li- so some that, part of it has to be be played from a live instrument in order Some for, part of it. Not all. All of it. Some part has to be played from alive. Why? That I, I'm you. I'm I'm, I'm nah. just asking.
2: <laughs> it, it. This was funny to me. You know, even when people get on us about sampling and playing whatever, like playing keys or whatever, like matter was neither created or destroyed, mm-hmm. bro. So therefore, you <laughs> you didn't come up with the ten, the tone for C. Somebody Mm. said, this is a C. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) This is a D, and I'm going to tune this piano Mm -hmm. to call it a D. You didn't make that sound. Right. right. It is manufactured for you. Mm -hmm. Fact. So your manufactured D is the same thing as my drum pad. Mm. So we're all playing something. Right. Right. So what's live and what's not? You didn't make the piano, bro. You didn't make the saxophone. For keep I used to get in arguments with keyboard producers all the time. I'm playing keys. No, you not. ain't. Tink, tink, to tink, tink. Ain't playing no keys, bro. Tink, tink,
0: to tink, tink. Oh, quote that.
2: It's just not quote like that. you're not gonna send You ain't playing no chords. Yeah. You're not doing this and understand majors and minors and chord progressions and all that. You think the tink to tink, 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 tink tink, and saying that's playing and going to get on me for going through this record and piecing together a chord progression. Mm-hmm. Man, get out of here. So that's that's what it is. So it's not a matter whether you use a piano man or use Ableton Live, man. just make some something dope, because even Sly and the Family Stone use a drum machine.
1: Mm-hmm that's just what it is man i I do want to on record just say thank you for appreciating los angeles culture from from not only uh the the music that you produce but from being out here and really like there's there's people that 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 tap in or come out here and they don't appreciate the culture they 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 come in they fly out they what's the what's your term they uh pillage the resources i say they fly in here they pillage the resources (laughs)
0: No, on some real shit. Let me tell you something. And he's speaking on behalf of both of us because we born and raised in in L.A. And so my thing is, people know me. I'm biased. I. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I is. I'm I'm I love my home, right? Just like you do. But what I'm saying is, like, most people that come here, they come here to do music business. So they either get in the studio, they go into the movie, whatever. But my thing is, like, they fly in here on a Thursday. They do the radio. They, you know, they go to the club. They pop our bottles, smoke our weed, fuck our bitches, and fly the fuck out of here. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like... That sounds like that sounds like a virus to me. <laughs> right, village <Straight up. laughs> <laughs> of resources, resources, right? <laughs> resource so natural, right?
3: <laughs>
2: nah, man, you know. I did, so anyway, nah.
0: what he was saying is we appreciate what you bring. People, I, I'm not, I'm not asking for people not to get to go boxes. I'm just saying, nigga, bring something to the pile up. Right,
2: that's all I'm saying. I um. You know, outside of the people that listen to, and I'm speaking to Little Brother, mm-hmm. and even speak for me as a separate entity as well, outside of the people that supported us at home, the cats we went to school with, because we had a lot of daughters at home, mm-hmm. you know, but we had some supporters too. A lot of our homeboys and homegirls we went to school with that watched us and said, man, y'all going to be something. The first two cities as a whole to love us was Oakland, California mm-hmm. and Los Angeles, California. That's a fact. Yeah. Those are the first two cities. And... You know, ABB was in Oakland, mm. you know. But the thing about L.A. is that they really embraced me. Like, really, like I've really since for the last 15 years embraced me. When I used to DJ, I was DJing in Do-Over wow. in 2006, 2007. Wow. Wow. Um whether it be black people or white people, but very most importantly, the Latino population. Mm, exactly. Because exactly. it was because of Merce. Mm. When me and Merce started doing shows, and we would do House of Blues in Santa Ana, the El Rey, uh, the um, the Observatory yep. in Santa Ana, yep. and do all these places. It's 95% Latino population. That's a fact. Yep, And I'm looking around like, wow. You know what I mean? So that was huge. Like... It's always home when I come here. Yeah. You know, I felt musically I felt more home here sometimes than I did at home. Wow. And that's, you know, whether that be by design, but I met a whole lot of great people here, Yeah. you know, since I've been coming in for the last 15 years. Perfect. You know, I joined Zulu Nation here, you know, from Murz to to Kendrick to Anderson Paak to everybody, from Ty Cannon, Dr. Dre. List goes on. Mr. Chalk, Fuzzy, mm-hmm. Terrace Martin, yeah. you know, Nipsey Hustle, everybody,
1: man. It's I just I just feel at home here, man. For real. And, and to close things out, man, what, what does homegrown mean to you? Man, just
2: homegrown mean to me, man, home support, man. Like you gotta make you gotta make you don't have to, but it's always important to make people feel like profits in their own land. Mm. And sometimes we don't. You know what I mean? Sometimes, because you see a person all the time, you're more infatuated with the things you can't touch. And that's, that's just what it is. But, you know, it's people here in Los Angeles is doing a lot of great music, man. A lot, It's so many artists yeah. here. Like, at, like, we talked about the South. Yeah. And the South is running radio and the sound mm-hmm. and trap and all of that stuff. Musically, musically, L.A. is crushing. Oh, of course. Oh, my. Totally. Gee. Like, jeez. Generation-wise, mm-hmm. you got you got people all the way going back to the Silvers and Herbie Hancock mm-hmm. and her mom and us, the emotions, mm-hmm. all the way coming all the way up to Buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, yo, once we start doing that with Dr. Dre sitting in the middle right, and Snoop doing him and – it's so. It's just so many musicians out here, man. Amazing, yeah. And stuff's still coming, man. I just spent a couple of days in the studio with Daylight.
1: Oh man, amazing! <laughs> and amazing. it's
0: like they like crazy. Look, 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 listen. So it's
2: it's so <laughs> it's just so much, man. It's so many musicians out, here and they still believe in music. Mm-hmm. They can respect have they expect to turn up and you know whatever. whatever it's all music, but just. Making music, man, and this is the fact that you can come out here and still find an SSL boy in the studio lets you know right.
0: that it's music happening. It's music here. Last thought I mean last thing. Thoughts on uh Nipsey. Nipsey's album Victory Lab. Obviously he got that Grammy knot. Yeah, man. And like I find I feel like another vindication.
2: Yeah, man, Nipsey deserved that. Mm-hmm. Nipsey, um I met Nipsey a long time ago, man, and you know, it's funny, Nipsey, along with Big Sean, um, was the first person to realize, to make me realize, okay, Knife, you are now an OG. Because when Nipsey, every time I talk to Nip, I would see him, he would say, what's up, OG? OG? Yeah. And to hear him say that, I'm like, shh. Okay, gotta wear that. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's the thing about it. But he deserves it, mm-hmm. 100%. And, you know, I spoke to him, um, you know, via text and DM, whatever, and I talked to him. I said, "Man, congratulations, man!" Like I said, Is your first Grammy nom. He's like, "Yeah." I said, "Live it up. You deserve it. You know, red carpet, yeah, everything, everything, because you are authentic. The culture, for sure." So. Man, yeah.
1: Ninth Wonder, thank you so much for uh, for coming and on. Shout to my team, absolutely. Man. Uh, please. Jam Jamla Records, man. Jamla's a squad too. Is available right now. Go on grab that. Support that. Um,
2: and, and Kelly Champion is available right now. Please,
1: please.
0: Zion Three
2: is coming out Friday.
0: Absolutely. I'm glad we finally got to do this. You
1: know what I'm saying? It's been a minute for me. Long yeah,
2: I walked in a crazy conversation. I came in.
1: Man, look forward to doing this again, man. Ninth yes, Wonders, sir. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head, Homegrown Radio.